And welcome to another episode of the Sartorio and Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I am your host, Webster Style, and one of the things that we have nowadays is that we have a plethora of streaming services. There seems like there's an always always a new streaming services popping up. Uh, particularly in this case at the time of this recording, CBS All Access is about to morph into Paramount Plus in a few weeks. So that's a, a yet another, I guess it's not really another, but a new-ish streaming platform. And with streaming platforms, you really have them diced up into two different categories. Ones you pay for and ones that are free. And then you have hybrids like Peacock where you can pay for it and you can use it for free. But a service I'm going to talk about today is IMDb TV. Now, I've seen IMDb TV before, never downloaded it. It was never an app on any device or never cared to look for an app on a device to check it out. But recently, the app was just made available on the Xbox platform. So I decided to download it because I'm like, why not? And with that, one of the things about free services is they tend to have a very interesting and diverse mix of content for a user. And IMDb TV is no different. Now, IMDb TV is an Amazon company, so I believe you're going to see some cross-pollination between Amazon Prime and IMDb TV with some of its standard programming. Now, mind you, it is not an Amazon Prime light by any way shape or form but you're going to see some uh, familiar content there of the older variety but a lot of these streaming services tend to have content that no one else has and content that really sparks nostalgia for those of us that are a certain age and with imdb tv it is no different and i ended up first thing i did was i saw they had the entire run of the original he-man and the masters of the universe so i decided to hey i literally haven't watched this in years at least the series netflix had the movie uh the he-man she were movie on a couple years ago and i remember watching that just just because but i hadn't actually watched the original animated series in in goodness decades probably so i sat down to watch the first the first episode because you're thinking you know these things that we watch as a child some of them are really horrible when we look at them as adults so i'm like i expected the worst going into watching the very first episode of he-man and i was pleasantly surprised not from a oh this is a wonderful master stroke of animation from the 80s no but it was very, very good storytelling. And I was surprised the episode literally clocked in at 20 minutes. 20 minutes in an episode. And it is probably one of the best opening episodes to any series I've ever seen in my life. And that's in my 42 years of existence. It probably ranks up there with the tippy top of every single series that's live action and cartoon I've ever ever seen simply because it does an amazing job of setting everything up in one episode 20 minutes you know the good guys you know the bad guys you know what the bad guys want you know what the good guys are trying to protect you know that He-Man transforms from Prince Adam you know who Teela is man in arms you know who is um, the king and queen are you know what Skeletor wants 
you know who all of his henchmen and henchwomen are you know all who all of he-man's important allies are you know who's every, what everybody's power is you know who the sources is you know she transforms from the sources into the bird and you know she protects castle grayskull and you may not know everything about castle grayskull but you know it's important you know it's powerful you know skeletal wants it and he-man is stopping him boom 20 minutes Everything is you need to know about He-Man and the massive universe is said right then and there. And I sat there and I was amazed. Every single character got a few seconds to shine to show off their powers. When it came to the villains, they got to get one up on the heroes in one minute, and then they were able to fall flat on the bunts being defeated by the heroes as they got their moment to show off their powers to defeat one of the villains. It was amazing storytelling. And again, I know that these things were literally just 20 minute commercials for toys, but for having, for being a 20 minute commercial for a toy, if I was buying a toy back then and I wasn't buying, but I certainly was asking if I was a parent, I knew who everybody was. I knew what they did and I knew what my son or daughter would want based on that. So it was great advertising, great storytelling, but another series that ended up I ended up watching on IMDb TV was Robotech. Now, for those of us of a certain age, Robotech is one of those series that got us into anime. Not just got us into anime. It made us fall in love with anime. Robotech is just... And it's weird because Robotech isn't Robotech. Robotech is really three different series that's Harmony Gold licensed, dubbed over, spliced together to make one long multi-generational saga and it works so well even to this day for I think Robotech came out in 85 if I remember correctly 85 or 86 so you're thinking at the time I was 7 or 8 years old and I'm watching a cartoon where people die I'm watching a cartoon where there is a man that dresses in drag and still don't know if Lancer's transgender or not but the fact that you have these sort of themes of, of loss of death of love of a man being in between two women on a quote-unquote kids cartoon it blows my mind today that that even was okay even in its censored doctor form to be put onto television for us to watch every single day but robotech is just an amazing season for me it is even though it is like i said three different series it's um first season is the world famous world-renowned macross the second series is southern cross and the third series and i always get this mix up is a uh, muscle pata genesis or something to that effect I always forget the name of the third series and they were all done by the tatsunoko uh, company so they all have that same feel so they get very easily worked together when it comes to if you didn't know anybody you think it was the same series just really 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 long but watching robotech again and mind you i own every single episode of robotech but it's not something i you know i don't put all 80 some episodes every day to watch and just sit through so it was nice just having on streaming i know it was on netflix a little while ago um, as well so i watched i watched it then as well but it's just something about watching Robotech and just really, as an adult, appreciating for how 
they really took those three series, edited it, dubbed it, and especially with the use of the narrator to really weave in a cohesive, emotional, generational story about the fight to ward off alien invaders from the earth. It's amazing. So I loved it and I still love it. So just for that note, I recommend downloading IMDb TV just to watch He-Man and Robotech by themselves. But on a side note, scrolling through Tubi why I'm recording this and Tubi's plethora of classic animation is just impeccable. Literally, if there's a Transformers series that you love, it's probably there. Beast Wars, Beast Machines, Gen 1, Armada, Energon those other series that came out there's no robots in disguise which I find really weird but all of G.I. Joe there, even Sigma 6 uh, um, I don't find Sigma 6 uh, too too good of a series but there's just so much there for you really to look through I highly recommend just downloading some of the free even popcorn TV so all of these free streaming services there's going to be a plethora of content you're not really going to find anywhere else because a lot of these higher price or these non-free streaming services they're prioritizing their own content to make them destination services to make you continuously go back and pay month after month after month which is good in some extent uh, but in others it's you know you get on for a month you get off for a month because so you saw what you want to see but these free services they are they get paid in ads yes but they are really leveraging a lot of the content that's out there that uh, can fit a fill a niche audience or just spark nostalgia which is what in my opinion uh, Tubi and uh, IMDB specifically is what we talked about in the download uh, is, is trying to do so definitely check those out and speaking of paid services uh, paid services like Netflix are and have been constantly acquiring properties to turn into original content to drive users to subscribe to the service and one of the uh, blessings for the streaming services is or has been the pandemic where with more and more of us are home more often than we used to be if not totally locked down still in some places we're watching more and more streaming content and as a result I've gotten back into watching a few series and one of the series that I ended up looking into and binging this past weekend was Lock and Key and Lock and Key is another one of those series that's based on an acclaimed graphic novel much like uh, when I talked about Warrior Nun a few months ago it's I'm familiar with Lock and Key, never read it, but I've always heard good things about it from my circle of friends and just reading reviews on it, but never really cared to pick it up. So I was interested in watching the series, but was also quite skeptical because in my opinion, a lot of previews really gave me that kitty creepy vibe, uh, kind of like a Lemmy Snicket. Not so much of the comedic aspects, but it was still the audience that it was aimed to was of a could be construed to be of a younger demographic. So I wasn't that interested in watching Lock and Key. I was very glad to be surprised. It still comes off with the air of, oh, it's acceptable for all audiences, but it still had that darker undertone, which really uh, older folks will gravitate to and understand. So I enjoyed that. Even with the story itself, it was one where 
it was frustrating at times, especially as an uh, older gentleman like myself, seeing some of the activities that these teenage characters were involved in and thinking, we didn't do that when I was a teenager. No one went to a party in the middle of the week at somebody's house. And I'm like, where is people's parents? But again, that's the old man in me talking when I see things like that. But overall, it was a very well done series. It's also one that I thought was predictable toward the end, but not predictable. Let me understand. Knowing that a season two happened and also seeing some of the clues, you kind of figure certain things were going to happen at the end. And certain things did, but you didn't know who they were going to happen to. And then there was also a twist that we were trying to figure out that we didn't know how it was going to turn out until it was finally revealed at the end. So in that, it was very satisfying. Yet, like I said, it was predictable, but not predictable at the same time, if that even makes any kind of sense. So I'm definitely looking forward to season two whenever it comes out. But more importantly, I'm looking forward to picking up some of the graphic novels we've been going on Comixology and reading some of the original stories because I'm, I would love to see more about this world and these characters because one of the things when you translate from the the page to the screen there tends to be a lot of things that are left out uh, when going from one medium to the next that really flush out the story more than what uh, 10 tightly knit and written episodes uh really can convey compared to multi-issue storylines in a comic so I'm, I'm looking forward to looking at lock and key on the printed page before season two comes out so we're going to lock this bad boy down for the break and afterwards we're going to get the key open it back up we're talking about a lot of things including our fragrances just fragrances of the week And we are back from the break with everyone's favorite segment, the Fragrance of the Week. This week we have not one, but two fragrances. And both of these fragrances come from the house of Kimberly, New York. The first one we're going to talk about is Indigo Love. Indigo Love features notes of vibrant tangerine and lemon Italian ice. And let me tell you, it smells fruity it smells like an italian ice it is definitely in my opinion a very unisex fragrance i think that it could really go for men or women depending on your mood and depending on what sort of fragrances you like it is definitely a fruity fragrance and definitely one i can see wearing in the spring and summer specifically i don't see this one really working well with the uh, cold Christmas uh, crispness, not Christmas, Christmas of the uh, fall and winter seasons. But uh, as I've stated before, with some of the other fragrances from the house, it is definitely a high quality fragrance. It is definitely a fragrance where I feel like is worth every penny uh, that you pay for. And for the fragrances to be the quality they are, I believe a uh, hundred ml runs about. 100 maybe it's, i don't i forget the cost for a full bottle but it is well worth it especially compared with what a lot of other um niche brands really charge you and for it to be a very small independent house i, I think that the prices are more than worth uh the fragrance that you get and then the other fragrance from Kimberly, New York, what I'm talking about is Dimple. Uh, Dimple features notes of bright 
peppermint leaves and dark chocolate now uh, there's a category of fragrances which give the smell of, of food typically baked sweet foods and that's called a gourmand so this fragrance with especially with this dark chocolate it was I am not and have not been a big utilizer of, of gourmand fragrances I, I tend not to want to smell like food of any way shape or form that's just not my personality it's not that i don't particularly like them in the case of dimple i really really enjoyed it. i really love it i love the opening of mint i love how the mint the peppermint really melted into that dark chocolate it was almost like i was a walking talking thin mint it is girl scout season and if you love thin mints you know those things are like crack you can't just eat one and by the time you know it the whole box is gone so dimple is quite like that it is very much just like indigo love a very unisex fragrance in my opinion it is one that will work for men and women i think especially with the goodness of the dark chocolate it is definitely a fragrance that could work into winter in the winter time as well I am not sure if I would wear this in the summer, personally speaking, but definitely I can see it in the fall, winter, and the spring. I definitely see it for a nice, cool um, spring night or crisp fall night, or even thinking of setting the mood, hot chocolate by the fireplace, you smelling like the chocolate that you're drinking and you're snuggled up next to your significant other. Yeah, I like that scene. Dimple could... Uh, definitely work in in that regard so those are two fragrances that i really enjoy from the house of kimberly new york and speaking of fragrances on a sad note one of the things that i got into that got me into fragrances outside of really discovering uh, oxford by english laundry was really learning by watching a lot of the gentlemen and ladies on youtube who've been putting out fragrance reviews and contents for years really knowing what siage is and learning what a gourmand is for instance and one of the gentlemen that i watched very frequently especially early on was a gentleman by the name of carlos uh, also known as the uh, brooklyn fragrance lover he is very much or was very much an og when it came to the youtube fragrance game and as of today the day i'm recording this on the 8th of february he ultimately unfortunately uh, passed away of natural causes on yesterday the 7th and it's just something that i've never met him in life i never even interact with him through comments or anything like that but you know when you are watching someone you get to really kind of get an idea of who they were and or who they are and he was just so passionate he was full of passion and full of life i know that he loved music and he loved fragrance and you know those are two things that i love and i can you know never knock or not enjoy anyone and have a certain connection with someone when those two things are their passions so i never met the man but I know that within the fragrance community, his presence is going to be his presence is going to be missed. So I just want to send condolences to his family. And you know, if you are interested, you know, his videos are still on YouTube. It's he is and was a treasure trove of knowledge when it came to fragrances, and he was just so passionate and full of life. And it's just sad that 
uh, someone like that is it's no longer here to spread that joy that they had so that's a uh, hate to end this one on a somber note but something that just happened today i want to speak on and it's just somebody who uh personally speaking from a knowledge and, and gaining knowledge and just someone who i saw brought joy into the world i'm going to miss them and miss the sort of impact they had uh within the community and just the world in general so that's that in that regard so we are going to end this bad boy today this has been another episode of the sartorial and geek podcast by webster style where we talk about bow ties comic books and everything in between i have been your host webster style the man the voice the fragrance (laughs) oh that's oh long story you can reach out to us on Instagram at Webster Style or at Sartorial Geek. You can send us an email at info at WebsterStyleMagazine.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Webster Style. And more importantly, visit the website WebsterStyle.com or SartorialGeek.com. Thank you as always for taking your time to listen to me banter and rant about the things that I love, the things that I'm passionate about, and just the things that I think that you would want to hear. Remember, be safe out there and be blessed. And no one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes. Oh, you wanted to. Oh, I completely read that wrong. <laughs>